Do, 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 do. Vitamin Lee, do, 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 your healthy dose of leadership. Yes, welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and as you can tell by the opening song there, we are starting the first in our series called World's Best Boss. Michael Scott on... This week, we're going to be talking about people-pleasing, but we'll be talking about different things that we can learn from Michael Scott of The Office. And so for all you Office fans, you're going to love this. For those of you that aren't familiar with The Office, I think you're still going to really enjoy the principles you're going to learn with us. So thank you for joining us today. I am so excited that you are listening, that you are sharing. Please continue to subscribe and share this podcast with the friends and family and co-workers that you think will find benefit to it. So today we're talking world's best boss, Michael Scott on people pleasing. This is something that I always, not always, but most of the time see new leaders really struggle with because the fact is people pleasing is the number one killer of leadership and really any relationship, right? If you're if you're a people pleaser, you're nodding your head uh, and you get exactly what I'm saying. Today, the office episode we're going to be talking about is season four, episode one, the fun run episode. If you remember this episode, uh, Michael at the very beginning hits Meredith with his car and then it was an accident. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it on Netflix, season four, episode one. Hits Meredith with his car and then tells the office and they just have a field day with this and uh, that Michael did it on purpose or and and Michael hates it because everybody's continuing to make fun of him. And so the quote that we're going to hone in on for this episode is one that he says uh, about halfway through that first episode. Uh, he Michael Scott says this. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not like this compulsive need to be liked, like my need to be praised. <laughs> I love that one because uh, that's uh, that's people pleasing in a nutshell, isn't it? For those of you people pleasers out there, you know what's going on. And so uh, it, if you struggle with people pleasing, one of the things that I always say to my leaders uh, that are especially new starting out is go for respect, not approval. I don't remember... Who was the first mentor of mine to say this? But this has just stuck with me for all of my years of leadership now. Go for respect, not approval. Because when you go for approval, the word that's right there within approval is the word prove. You're always trying to prove yourself when you go for approval instead of respect. And so it's really important that you you go for the respect of your people because it, it does, it takes longer for respect to develop but it'll last longer and you won't feel like you're always chasing your tail. So if you don't know if you're a people pleaser or not, I came up with a couple areas you can look at and really begin to work on if you think that you're a people pleaser or you discover it from this podcast. So you can know if you're struggling with people pleasing, number one, when you ask for more from your team, more. That's, we're going to do three M's for you here today. When you ask for more, because your team's looking at you going, do you believe that it can be done? 
If you're asking us for more, do you believe it can be done? And really where, where you're trying to take your team from is you're trying to take them from their preferences to a purpose. One of the mistakes you make if you're trying to please people is that you kind of catalog everybody's preferences and try to get people to work together, holding on to their individual preferences. You'll learn really quickly that you can't get people to work together if you're just trying to give um, this person has this adjusted schedule. This person doesn't like to do this on Tuesdays. This person uh, doesn't like uh, working hard in the mornings because they're way too tired from the night before. And so the more that the preferences begin to pile up, the less you get done and the less that your team really is working together. And so you've got to take it from people's preferences to a purpose because when you have a purpose, whether that's fulfilling the mission of your organization or you guys have a goal that you're chasing together as a team, when you have that purpose, then that's something you can point to and ask people to lay down their individual preferences to get there. It's their choice if they, they, if they don't want to lay down their preferences, but to be a part of this team, to have this job, you're going to have to lay down your preferences because this is the purpose we're going to. And so you as a leader better be clear on what the purpose is, on what the goal is, on what you're chasing. Because if you're not, you become a slave to the preferences of everybody else that's around you. And that's where you lose confidence and you, you usually refuse to ask for more. You just let people operate on status quo. So that's check number one. When you ask for more, that's a way to know if you're a people pleaser. Second of all, when you ask for modifications, because your team's wondering, does this person have the best intentions for me? They want to know that you care about their personal and professional growth. You got to be able to demonstrate that to them. It's, it's, it's that you've taken the time to listen to them and who they are and understand them, but also understanding enough that you can challenge them to be better in what they're doing. And so when you're asking for modifications, one of the things that I've determined as a leader is if I get somebody that's in their mid-40s that has these glaring, glaringly obvious deficiencies or quirks, uh... I want, to, I want to be one of the first people, I want our team to be one of the first people to tell this person the truth. There's nothing sadder to me than a person that's in their mid-40s that doesn't know why they've been passed over for promotion after promotion when it's glaringly obvious to every single person around them. We owe it to people. We owe it to be truthful with people especially if they'll listen, right? But even if they don't listen, we owe it to them to not, because I, I don't know about you, but I don't, like if I have something that's glaringly obvious, I don't want people to wait till I'm 80 years old to tell me this. When I go, crap, I could have fixed that like 60 years ago. So when you ask for modifications, people are looking. Are, are you trying to please people? Like, because the person that's trying to please people will shy away from topics like that when somebody has something quirky or weird that probably should be changed. It needs to be brought up. But they're unwilling to do that. And so uh, really, it's, it's, it's quite cowardly 
if you don't know how to say it, get around those people that are really good. You know, you know your friends that are kind of the counselor type that know how to say stuff well. I need those people in my life. I don't know about you, but man, I stink at saying stuff sometimes. And so I really, I bounce the stuff I'm going to say, the hard stuff I'm going to say off of people. And I look for their reaction. Hey, should I say that differently? How should I say that differently? Uh, what should we do differently with that? And so uh, they really help me. So couple checkpoints already. We're going to go to a third one here in just a second. But uh, if you're if you're people pleasing, you'll notice it when you ask for more, when you ask for modifications. And then the, the third way that you'll notice it is when you ask for mindset changes. This is when you as the leader begin to notice that your team is a little bit testy, that they're moody, and they're just not being kind about the things that they're, are being asked of them or they're frustrated. That doesn't mean that you just go in there and blow the whole thing up. But you, you can go in there and reasonably ask questions to understand where their frustration might be. Brene Brown, one of the things that she says, she says um, one of the exercises that they do with their team is they say, okay, it sounds like you're you're struggling with this. So let's talk about the worst possible scenario that you've created in your head. Once again, it's that word that she uses called rumbling. Let's do a worst possible scenario rumbling together uh, where you can just share this. And uh, where I'm allowed to, not restricted by HR or something like that, let me share with you uh, exactly uh, how I see it from my perspective that you might know not know this part of the story and I can share this part with you. Uh, some parts I can't share with you, uh, but let's talk about these these worst possible scenarios. And then once you've kind of come to a, an understanding where they hear where you're coming from, even if they still disagree, uh, it's not a problem if you as the leader go, hey, listen, I need this mindset to change because uh, your mood is throwing off our days and you've been like this for a couple weeks now. This needs to stop. I, I, I think a lot of newer leaders have a hard time pointing to attitudes instead of behaviors, right? It's easy to hold accountable for behaviors, but but attitudes is something that we should absolutely ask people to do. We don't, um, it, it's just not wrong to ask people to change <laughs> attitudes and moods, especially if it's affecting the team as a whole, because you go back to that purpose thing that uh, I need I need this to change so that we can continue to pursue the purpose, the goals that we have for this team together. And so you'll really notice your people-pleasing tendencies when you ask for more, when you ask for modifications, and when you ask for mindset changes. If either, if, if any of those three things cause you to cringe, there's probably some of those people-pleasing tendencies inside of you that you should work on. And you might be a 10 at people-pleasing or you might be a 2 at people-pleasing, but for each of us, we've got to work on these things so that we're not uh, following those tendencies, so that we're not like Michael Scott saying, do I need to be liked? I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked, but it's not like this compulsive need to be liked. <laughs> so many of us, that's really like the internal dialogue underneath it. But check yourself on when you ask for more, when you ask for modifications, and when you ask for mindset changes. And let's determine to move from being uh, people pleasers to people progressors. Move from people pleasing to people progress that we go I'm not just here to please people. I'm here to help them progress personally and in their career. I believe in you leaders. Learn from Michael Scott. People pleasing isn't the best thing in the world to do. Uh, 
bringing people progress is one of the best things you can do because they'll remember you as your leader when you do that. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I look forward to talking to you on Friday for this finally Friday Mother's Day edition. It's going to be fun. I promise you, you're going to hear one of my most shameful, hilarious stories of my life this Friday. So make sure you tune in. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye.